podcast, Penn Weekly. Uh, today we have a special guest, Joseph Golden, on the line. I'm your uh, I'm today's host, uh, Sun Penn. Okay, Joseph, how are you doing today? Uh, doing uh, doing good. Just came back from the uh, Nationals Cubs game today in D.C. The uh, Nationals won seven to three. Okay, who won the who won the the presidential race? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, I I don't understand this, but they did not even do it today, so I don't understand what what was going on with that. Maybe uh, one of them's out of commission or something, or maybe uh, oh, you know, it had been raining the last couple of days, so maybe the field was too wet or something. They didn't want people to fall. I don't know. Oh, major disappointment. I would ask for a refund. <laughs> I I was. I have to admit, I was disappointed because I was going to take a video of it and then send it to you because I, I knew you would want to know about the presidential race <laughs> because I remember <laughs> from the baseball trip in uh, 2007 or whenever it was that the highlight of the game in Milwaukee for you was the sausage race. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In my in my defense, it was the Brewers. Uh, um, I think uh, Jeff Supan was the starting pitcher. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the chorizo got really excited about the chorizo. <laughs> yeah, the chorizo. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna dive in in uh, today's podcast. It's gonna be about uh, baseball. If uh, people haven't guessed that already. We're just going to go by the divisions. You know, we're not going to talk about every single team, but really about the surprises uh, going on in the leagues and uh, the major storylines, if uh, I can remember what they are. <laughs> so let's start off with the AL East. Uh, Joseph, I don't know if you know the standings right now, but do you want to take a guess at, as to who is the division leader at this moment? Uh, I think I think it's Boston, which is surprising to me. Um, I think Yankees are second, I want to say. I know the Blue Jays are last, uh, or maybe the Orioles are, so I guess I don't know that. And the Rays are <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I, want to, um, I want to say the Red Sox and the Yankees are the only ones over 500, but I could be totally off. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're Something's right, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Yankees, Orioles, and the Red Sox are basically in a virtual three-way tie for first place. Uh, the Yankees are ahead in the division by percentage points. Uh, but Baltimore and Boston and the Yankees are all eight games above 500 with, but you are right, the Blue Jays are in last, uh, even with their, uh, highly paid, uh, roster and major trades in the offseason. You know, I, I didn't expect them to be this bad, but, at least so far, but they're 13 and 24. So, uh, people like you and I, you know, we wrote off the Yankees and the Red Sox this season, but how do you think they're doing it this year? How are they, uh, winning all these games? Well, the Red Sox, uh, yeah, their pitching, I think, has been better than I thought. Uh, they would be Clay Buckles is like 6 and 0 and, uh, has plank power on his left arm, I guess. Sometimes, uh, there was a, thing on baseball tonight about a week ago. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but they, they, they think he had, he always has pine tar on his left arm. Uh, whatever, not a big deal. I mean, everybody uses it. Uh, Yankees, I think, you know, 
the answer is, as always, steroids. Um, Travis <laughs> Hafner. I mean, Travis Hafner is back from the dead. Uh, they have, I mean, they have these guys that, like, are just completely washed up, you know, 35 years old, go there, and then suddenly, like, start playing well again. Vernon Wells, I think he's, like, 37, actually. Um, so, yeah, so I think, uh, honestly, I, I've actually had a suspicion for quite a while that the Yankees are one of the worst abusers of uh, performance-enhancing drugs, but some of the best at not getting caught. And I, I I, actually do think that's a lot of times why they do as well as they do and why players can go there and suddenly start doing better. Uh, so I should have taken that into consideration. Uh, Orioles, uh, good, good team, well-managed. Uh, the Rays, I think they'll turn around. Blue Jays, uh, Jose Reyes, when he got hurt, that was that was really, really big, I think. And Melky Cabrera not being on HGH, um, you know, it's pretty obvious what happens when he's not on that. Uh, so, But the pitching has been worse than I expected. I, I thought Dickey would be better. And then Josh Johnson is hurt, which isn't totally unexpected. But uh, Reyes, I think just psychologically, that was really – Big when Reyes got hurt. Uh, yeah, I, you know, even though uh, Melky Cabrera had his his website, I I do think you're right. Uh, yeah, he isn't doing as well on his on as well as he did last year when he was tested positive for perform enhancing uh, drugs. Uh, I am surprised that the Yankees had how they what been winning with uh, Vernon Wells, who actually played third base in a game last week, or was it this week? Uh, <laughs> when, uh, the, when the when the Yankees ran out of infielders, uh, Travis Hafner somehow has stayed healthy. Uh, to my surprise, he's actually on my fantasy team, and he's doing really well. But yeah, I can't. I I for one can't believe he's still healthy. I I would I would have dropped him as soon as he got hurt. But you know, I'm just riding the wave as as long as I can right now. Uh, as far. As far as that goes, uh, that's the AL East. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, let's move on to the AL Central, where uh, there are five teams that are usually not that good, but, you know, stuff happens where uh, <laughs> any team could go from first to last, and I wouldn't be surprised at every year. <laughs> so what do you think is uh, who do you think is the division leader in this, uh, in this uh, division? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, see, as we were saying in our pre-production meeting, uh, we neither one of us has followed baseball as much this year as we used to. I, I will just say it's the Tigers. Just I, I think it's them, um, and I think the Twins are in last. But I know I know the Twins did start off pretty well, so they might not be in last. Um, could be the Indians, who I predicted would win, like. A bunch of games, and I, I think they won't now. Uh, Royals, I think the Royals are in second. Selfie. Tigers, Royals, White Sox, Twins, Indians. Oh, so close. It's Tigers, Royals, Indians, who are actually three games above 500, are uh, in last place, but only six games behind Detroit. Oh, so you're pretty close. Yeah, uh, nothing to really say about uh, any of these teams, really, except I thought the Twins would be uh, much worse than they are right uh, they are right now. 
Uh, I am surprised a little bit by Kansas City with four games, being four games above 500. Uh, you know, Kansas City is one of those teams where they have a lot of talent, but very few uh, results to show for it, at least before this year. Uh, what, what do you think of Kansas City's direction right now? Yeah, I, I think their direction definitely is good. Um, James Shields and Irvin Santana both seem to be doing well. Uh, Hosmer, you know, he needs to get a little back on track. I, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on with him if he if he is trying to hit home runs too much because I, I know he he did hit home runs in the minors, but he was definitely he would use all fields and not always be trying to hit home runs constantly. And it seems like that's what he tries to do now. Uh, and Mustakas, you know, I know he's struggling too, but. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. They've got a lot of talent, but doesn't always show in the results. But four games over 500, you said, I, yeah, I think they're definitely in a positive direction. Um, hopefully for them, they can just keep going with it. You know, maybe they'll get a breakout from a guy like Lorenzo Kane. Maybe they'll finally get rid of Jeff Francoeur and get a real right fielder. Uh, <laughs> You know, Salvador, Salvador Perez, I, 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 I don't know what he's doing, but my guess is he hasn't quite been living up to the hype yet, but maybe next year. And like I said in our, in our preview, I really think the Royals are one year away, but they're definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I have nothing else to say about this division, so let's move on, uh, to AL West. Uh, okay, so, We'll just do this game again. Who do you think is in the first? Uh, you know, we'll go all the way to fifth place. Uh, in the uh, where are we? Uh, AOS. Yeah. I think in first is the Astros. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> 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 well, sorry if anybody's listening in Houston. Sorry about that. Um, I think first is. Um, Let's see, Texas, no. Yeah, Texas. I, I guess it's Texas. Uh, then Oakland. Then Seattle. Then, uh, the Angels. Then Houston. Oh, you got them exactly right. I think you're cheating now. <laughs> but, uh, no, you're exactly right. That is the order it is in. Uh, how surprised are you that Texas is in first place despite losing Josh Hamilton? Well, yeah, I mean, that is a big loss. So, so yeah, we will have to see how they hold up over the course of the year because they did replace him with uh, Leonis Martin and uh, another guy who I can't even think of his <laughs> name, even though he's on my fantasy team, Craig Gentry. <laughs> he called my team, I think and I can't even think of his name. <laughs> I think I think I think another guy would have been just fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and you know, there's no way they match Hamilton. But Hamilton, you know, swings and misses so much that, and, and especially if you look at his second half stats out here, and especially like August to September, they were really. I mean, they weren't terrible, but they definitely were not Josh Hamilton level. I mean, they were they were pretty average, if I remember. So, is that a trend that might continue? And I think they get better defense now, 
over Hamilton there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it really the way Texas has been winning the past two or three years has been with their pitching. I mean, they do hit still, but their pitching really is what has come a long way. And I credit Nolan Ryan for that and his scouting and getting uh, power arms in there. <laughs> and that's what they still have. So, uh, so that's how they're winning. So, so I'm not surprised by that. And I'm also not surprised the Angels aren't doing well because they did this exact same thing last year before they turned it around. I do think they'll turn it around, but I secretly, it's not a secret anymore now that I'm going to say it, hope that they don't win uh, at all because uh, I just don't like them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's Wait, because Because what? You don't like them? I don't really like them because because I think they're trying to do what the Yankees of old did. They're trying to buy these star players and spend like so much money. So they're trying to like buy success, and I think you should develop success. Yeah, they're. Uh, it's true that uh, they've been spending a lot of money. I also think they've been spending a lot of money on the wrong players. Who uh, mm-hmm. goes? He's obviously an all-time great, but he'll be 45 or something when his contract's over. Uh, Josh Hamilton may be on the downside of his career. Um, he definitely be on the downside of his career when his contract is near the end. And, yep. But, yeah, C.J. Wilson, a player who hasn't lived up to his contract. So they do have a lot of players who have been disappointments, even though they have big contracts. Uh, I don't know how Vernon Wells <laughs> he's performing now as soon as he left the Angels so uh, <laughs> mystery I'll just say that uh, yeah well <laughs> I, so I am surprised the Rangers you Darvish is doing really well last time I checked he had 72 strikeouts in 49 innings or something like oh. that something so wow that's a video yeah he might win the yeah he might win the Cy Young uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Um okay, let's move on to the NL now. Uh let's go to the NL East with your uh uh home not maybe not hometown team. I guess hometown team, your Atlanta Braves are, are are in that division. Uh, so how do you think that division is shaping up right now? Uh well last I checked the Braves were in first and I think the I uh I just have to assume the Nationals are the ones in second because the other three, I'm not really impressed with any of them. So I'll say third is the uh, Mets, maybe. Then the Phillies. I know the Marlins are in last, that for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is my thought. By the way, uh, when riding the Metro to the game tonight, I saw a guy who looked a lot like Hanley Ramirez wearing a Marlins hat, uh, and even until just now, <laughs> I forgot that he actually isn't on the Marlins anymore. He's on the Dodgers. So, but I was, I wanted to go ask the guy if it was him. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but I, but he looked so much like him and he's wearing a Marlins hat. <laughs> but I want to really look like an idiot because he's, you know, on the Dodgers. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, probably not Hanley Ramirez anyway, riding a subway. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, uh, 
uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, <laughs> he Ramirez on the subway. Maybe that's why he likes the. Maybe that's why he likes the Marlins. It's because he bears such resemblance to Henry Ramirez. Uh, <laughs> um, you're pretty much right about the standings. The Braves are in first, and the Nationals, but then the Phillies and the Mets and last place Marlins, who whose attendance is. Oh, I don't know if they even bring 1,500 uh, people to their games anymore. It's it's pretty bad for such an expensive stadium that I think the city's going to pay for it for another 25 years. <laughs> right, right. So uh, it's a pretty bad situation for Miami right now. Um, as far as this division goes, anything that stands out to you? Uh, well, yeah, the Mar- I mean, the Marlins definitely need new ownership. Their owner... Uh, clearly, just does not even care. You know, let's 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 get this stadium built uh, and bring in all these players just for one year. You know, and then trade them all away. Or, or or and I would not be surprised at all if they trade Giancarlo Stanton because you know he'll get a massive contract somewhere, and and it definitely won't be in Miami. So that that's just a terrible ownership situation, and. Uh, something needs to happen there for the good of baseball, really. Um, otherwise, in that division, no, no, no real surprises. Well, I, I would say the Braves being as good as they are right now, that is surprising to me. So I do fear a little bit that they might regress just because, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're a lot better. Well, I expected them to be good, but they're better than I expected them to be. And I fear the Nationals. They have just a really good team all around. So I want the Braves to hold on to that lead. I don't know if they can. Mets and Phillies, you know, Phillies are too old, and the Mets are just not very talented. So they, you know, will just stay around 500. Yeah, the Mets are currently four games under, even though they have super race uh, Matt Harvey, who may be the second coming of Sandy Koufax. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but kind of a really great season so far. I wish I picked him up and said, I actually targeted him in our fantasy draft, but I, uh, I ran out of money. Because uh, <laughs> I, I paid $25 for BJ Upton, who may be the worst player uh, on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than Lance Berkman and Travis Hafner. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I guess it's a story for another day. So why do you think Justin Upton has had such success while B. Justin has had such a bad year? See, I thought I thought they would both have a good season because, uh, you know, the brothers are both there, and so they would help, help each other. And Justin is the little brother, so it's weird that he's the one having a good season while B.J. Upton is not having a good season. My only thought about that is, that B.J. Upton had his best year in his career last year, which was a contract year. Uh, then he goes to the Braves and signs, I think it was a $12 million a year contract. And I think some players, not all of them, but but there are a fair number of them, you give them big money like that, um, and they just don't – maybe they don't train as hard, maybe they don't try as hard. I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily it's for lack of trying on his part. But he just might not quite care as much about, um, you know, doing well 
or, or training or whatever. And, uh, but his defense, you know, his defense is very good and that'll always be there. Uh, and he's got speed. I, I do think he'll come around. Um, yeah, I mean, he can't play like this an entire year. So he'll come around, but, but, you know, the Braves lately have kind of done this. They threw a lot of money at Dan Ugla too. And you look at him and he's really just kind of a shell of what he used to be. So, you know, I, I don't like that the Braves are kind of doing this, throwing money at the wrong guys. Uh, so, I don't know. I would I would not cut him from my team, are you? Because definitely somebody will make a claim on him. Oh, yeah. He's one of those players where you can't cut him because he's too valuable for what he can do. But at the same time, you really can't trade him because you wouldn't get much for him in return. So he's kind of like you're just stuck with him. Right. Or at least I am. At least I am. Okay, let's uh let's move on to uh the AL Central. Uh or I'm sorry, N L Central. Uh okay, so who do you think's uh what are the standings in this uh division? I think I think this is the division I know the least about. Uh I think the Cardinals are in first. Seems like the Cardinals are always good. I'll say he, uh Reds in second, Pirates in third. Uh, really those two Brewers? No, oh, wait a minute. No, I know the Brewers are doing really well, actually. So, all right, the Cubs are in last. I'll get that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> the Cardinals. Um, yeah, let's see. Cardinals, then Brewers, then Reds, then Pirates, then Cubs. That's my guess. Oh, you should have stuck with your, well, you should have stuck with what you had before you forgot. Before you remember the last two teams, it's Cardinals, Reds, Pirates, Brewers, and Cubs. Uh, the Brewers oh. are actually three games under. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they've lost uh, – in their last ten, they've lost seven of their last ten, so kind of had a drop-off. Um, hmm. I'm not really yeah. even sure what I was thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you think the Cardinals are, are – they're ten games above 500. How do you think they're doing it, though, with – Really, with a bunch of lesser-known players, right? Um, I know that is one surprising guy that I know is doing really well is Jake Westbrook uh, for their pitching staff. I want to say his ERA is under two or something, which is just like, has he ever done that in his life? Even, I mean, not just the MLB, but like in high school or college or anything. I don't know if he's ever done that. Um, <laughs> like literally, Paul. I mean, I, I, I think he's never done this in his life. But um, yeah, they just they just always seem to get the most out of their players. I think they're very well managed. Um, could there be some drugs behind the scenes? Maybe. I mean, definitely there was when Tony Larusa was there because Larusa was known to turn a blind eye to. Jose Canseco in Oakland, and then Mark McBride twice in Oakland and St. Louis. Uh, I mean, Larusa was known to do that. So could that culture still be there? That would not surprise me um, because these are kind of no-name guys, except for Matt Holliday um, and uh, Donkey Kong, Gaudi Amelina. I mean, everybody else is sort of no-name guys. Uh, so, And they're pitching staff. Is really really good. They always seem to get the most out of their pitchers. So, 
Yeah, the Cardinals, they're just like a pesky team. They're just always there. They always seem to be good. Yeah, didn't they uh, win a title? Didn't yeah. they win a title after Pujols left? Right, yeah. Yeah, the year after that. They won. Uh, Nelson Cruz uh, did not know how to play a fly ball. And uh, for that, <laughs> <laughs> Texas lost that game and then lost the next game. Yeah, yeah Texas really should have won that World Series, but whatever. Yeah, they were a strike away two times in that game. They were uh, Nelson Cruz blundering right field away from winning that game. Yep. I, I don't. I really don't know what happened to Nelson Cruz. Uh, was he really? I mean, let's say he shatters his arm. I think, and they win the World Series. I think uh, he may make that trade off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you win a World. You win a World Series. Um, but you know, uh, they got next year, I guess, or this year. I mean, they're still good. Maybe that's what Nelson Cruz was thinking. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about uh, these teams in here. Okay, let's move on to the NL West. I, I, uh, do you want to guess who the what the order is in this uh, division? Is? NL West, I think the Giants are first. Uh, Diamondbacks, well, I, I, I cheated a little bit because uh, we talked about this a little, but you said – I guess they're in a tie, but I'll say Giants first, Diamondbacks second, and then Rockies third. Although, to be honest, originally I guess the Rockies were in first because I know they were in first at some point in April. Um, and then the uh, Dodgers fourth and the Padres last. That's my guess, just because the Padres are just really bad. And I was surprised when you said the Dodgers are seven games under 500. I, I actually thought they were a lot better than that. No, they're, yeah, they're seven games under, and they have lost uh, their last seven games. I think they have a game going on right now. Uh, they'll probably lose that game anyway. <laughs> it's against the Marlins. Um, it's against you the don't, Marlins. You, you, don't even, you don't even check the score or anything. You're just like, ah, they'll lose. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably lose. Uh, no, yeah, they're, they're playing against the Marlins, and they're actually, they're actually down to the Marlins in the eighth inning oh. with two runs, so. At, at home, so they'll probably lose since uh, the Dodgers are incapable of scoring more than three runs at any in any game this year. Uh, oh, oh, good. I have a CC check on my team, so maybe I'll get a save. He hasn't gotten a save in like a month. Oh, that's rough. Well, the, <laughs> again, uh, they only have ten wins, so uh, that might yeah. be that might be the reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm really surprised that the Rockies are doing as well as they do. Uh, the only reason I can think of uh, is uh, they're cheating. I'm just kidding. Um, they they played a lot of games at home. That, that's it. That's a, that's happened so far. Right. Uh, also, Dexter Fowler is basically a man on fire right now. Or maybe he's cooled down a little bit, but he started off the season really, really well. Um. But other than that, I I don't know why the Rockies are so good. They don't really have much pitching ever. So yeah, right now the the Dodger fans out there are wanting uh, Don Mattingly fired. It's kind of like the Lakers uh, overreaction to everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although they they will probably lose their eighth game in a row, and they haven't won in you know a really long time. 
even though Clayton Kershaw has had two starts in there, they've lost uh, both of those games. So it's really, looking really bad for the Dodgers right now. I will say, though, they have a lot of injuries. Mark, Mark Ellis is hurt. Alex Gonzalez got hurt bumping into an umpire. Or I don't know what he did. He hit an umpire. Something happened with an umpire, and he hurt his neck. <laughs> I mean, they're... The Hanley Ramirez broke his thumb in the World Baseball Classic. Came back, and 40 games later, pulled his hamstring. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a lot. Zachary, he got injured uh, bumping into a, a meathead. Uh, Carl Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why did he lead fat. with his? Didn't he? I, I I'm trying to remember what I saw of that fight, but I think he. Basically, he, he exposed that collarbone. I mean, he just, like, really exposed it. And I think Carlos Quinn broke it on the first hit, which was kind of like, wow, that guy's a little fragile. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It did break probably on contact. Uh, good thing it was his left <laughs> collarbone. Grinky's a right-hander, uh, or left side of his collarbone. And But, you know, the, Carlos Quinton does outweigh him by 60 pounds of muscle. <laughs> so... True, at least. Yeah. And he had a and he had a running head start, so that'll that's probably true. do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, I don't I don't think Quentin's was really justifying that. I mean, I know they have some kind of a history those two, but I mean, Quentin really kind of needs to cool his chance a little bit there. And his and well, his suspension should have been a lot longer, I think. Well, uh, it, I mean, Grinky has hit Quinton in the past, but I think there's a stat where he's where uh, Quinton has been hit by over 100 pitchers and uh, has led the league in hit by the pitches the last five seasons. Uh, it's, it's something like that. I don't know exact numbers. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but he's been hit a lot. And, I mean, he, Grinky's like – Grinky's hit Quinton three times, but he's only like fourth or fifth as – uh, pitcher uh, that's hit Quinton, Quinton the most. So, I guess it goes to show yeah. how many times Quinton's been hit. Uh, right. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Quinton obviously crowds the plate. In fact, I can't think, I cannot even think of a player who crowds the plate more than Carlos Quinton does. Uh, in fact, even thinking back to previous players, Craig Biggio is the only one that comes to mind. As far as crowding the plate goes, I mean, I mean, Quinn is just right there on top of it, so he's got to understand he's going to get hit, and he, and if he does get hit, and he does get hit as often as he does, he doesn't have a right to go and run after people. Um, I just think, basically, what I'm saying is, he gets hit that often, and then to have that reaction, the suspension should have been like much, much longer to send a message, hey, look, if this is the way you're going to play and you're going to crowd the plate like this, expect to get hit. And if you overreact to getting hit, then you can either move off the plate or we're going to suspend you for 30 games. <laughs> well, yeah. That's... And he can turn all the time anyway, so, so he would miss 30 games regardless. So, all right, you know. Also, the game situation, it was a 3-2 count. Uh, Quinton was the leadoff hitter in a one-run game. I think it was either the 5th, 6th, or 7th inning. 
So take it for what it's worth. Why would Crinky hit him in a 3-2 count to put the high run on base in a one-run game? Right. Uh, well, yeah, like uh, I said, Quinn's a meathead. I mean, he's, you know, IQ in the, you know, range of 70 to 75, I would guess. <laughs> he didn't go to Stanford, though, so there's, there's that. Okay, so yeah. basically uh, goes uh, uh, basically we just went through most of the notable, or at least for us, teams in the in the league. Uh, do you have anything else to say about your Braves? Yeah, I I do hope uh, BJ Upton turns it around, obviously, and that the pitching can hold up. Hopefully, Julio Tehran can live up to the hype. Uh, but honestly, I think he's at least a year away, maybe even two years away. Yeah, not much to say. Uh, I did hear somebody say to me uh, a couple weeks ago, you'll be surprised by my response to this, by this entire story. It was two or three weeks ago. They were saying, oh, wow, the Braves are, are, are doing really well this year. And, uh, you know, this is their first year without Chipper. I can't believe that this well, doing this well. And I, I was like, well, Chipper's been past his prime for just at least four or five years, so I think that was actually <laughs> a good thing that he retired. It's not really surprising that they're doing better without him. <laughs> uh, so that is an objective look, and it's true. I mean, even though they've got, I think, Chris Johnson and Juan Francisco as a platoon over there, uh, that's, I mean, the, you can add up their stats. You can look at the end of the year, and it'll be – you know, between 20 and 25 home runs and 80 RBIs, and that's not what Chipper was doing the last couple of years. So it's really no surprise that they would do better without him. Even though I like Chipper, definitely, but I'm just saying. All right. But aren't they missing out on Chipper Jones' uh, stellar defense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's true. I did leave that out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Well, tell me uh, about – Who's the most surprising on the team so far? I, I have my uh, choice. Uh, I want to see if it's the same person as you're thinking. Uh, most surprising on the team on the Braves, right? I mean, I thought Justin Upton would do well, but he's doing a lot better, a lot quicker than I thought he would do. Uh, so hopefully, he can keep this up and he can hit 50 home runs and steal 30 bases. That would be really great for my fantasy team. Uh, well, yeah. He's, I was thinking, I was thinking of somebody more along the line who played a, a catcher on this team. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, as we as we <laughs> talked about in the pre-production meeting, <laughs> I uh, kind of dropped the ball on that one. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is the least prepared podcast ever. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> Well, at least on my part, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I did basically no preparation at all. But, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, their catcher, uh, well, Brian McCann was hurt, so Evan Gaddis was the catcher coming into this year. Well, it was actually Gerald Laird. And then within the first week, the Braves figured out, oh, wait, Gerald Laird's not that good. Let's, uh, let Evan Gaddis play. And he's, I think, 26. And he's a rookie, though, interesting rookie. And uh, his life story is just kind of interesting. He he played baseball in high school and played, uh, I'm going to say, one semester at a college and then just decided one day 
he just he quit. He just said he didn't have the passion for baseball anymore, so he so he quit. Uh, he worked as a ski lodge operator guy. Um, <laughs> that was in Colorado. Uh, he lived with his sister, I want to say. Then he lived in Texas with his brother and worked at uh, as a janitor in somewhere. I don't know where with his brother there. Um, then he he followed a spiritual guide to uh, New Mexico, trying to find, like, meaning in his life, and then eventually went to Northern California. He just kind of wandered around and just kind of did nothing, really. Um, but at some point, he decided he wanted to get back into baseball. So he went to, um, I forget the name of the school. This is, like, really, really small university. But it was somebody who knew him from high school, who was a coach there and recruited him. Uh, he played really well there at the university. He got drafted by the Braves um, in a distant round, I want to say 26 round, something like that. Did really well in the minors. Um, got invited to spring training camp uh, this year and um, did so well that he got invited to the team. He, he, he couldn't believe it. He said uh, He said he just, you know, cried about it because he felt that he had just really been blessed and been given an opportunity to kind of turn things around. Uh, so a really just kind of fascinating life story. I, I'm, I'm kind of butchering it, not butchering it, but I, I, there's there's a lot more detail to it than what I've said. And, you know, you can find it on the Internet. Um, but really seems like a, a, a good guy with an interesting story. And I like to see – how well he's been doing. And so now that McCann, Brian McCann is now back, but the Braves still play Evan Gaddis. They still try to find playing time for him either behind the plate or um, at first base. And I will say this also, I might have mentioned this before, Brian McCann, they, you know, is in the last year of a contract and the Braves have not really done anything to try to extend his contract. And I think they're not going to, Resign him. I think they'll go somewhere else. And I would say Gaddis is their catcher of the future, at least for the next three or four years. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. Actually, I didn't know any of that. I'm uh, looking at his Wikipedia page as you were telling a story. Uh, uh, the most interesting thing I think I read was his nickname was El Oso Blanco, uh, <laughs> which is Spanish for. Do you know what it means? Uh, the white bear. Oh yeah, Spanish is so good. Um, yeah, the white, the white, the white bear. How he got that nickname, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I think there needs to be more publicity about that. Uh, his nickname. I think that's the most interesting thing in his story, maybe. Um, the white bear. Yeah, I, you know that's a really good story. You know, could root for a person like that. You know, hopefully he doesn't have any. Uh, criminal past, uh, you know, that's something I always worry about. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just he did all these great things, but he also uh, uh, killed a person. Uh, well, you know, uh, kind of put the damper on the uh, story. <laughs> right, right. Suddenly, uh, he turns into Ugat Urbina and uh, is stuck <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a prison in uh Uh, wherever that guy is, Dominican Republic or something. 
<laughs> that guy's still in jail. He's never getting out. No, I think it's it might be Venezuela. I think it's Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela. That's right. Yeah, Venezuela. But he he, he like killed like five guys, so he's he's never getting out. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if he killed five guys. I think he killed one guy. I think he, yeah, I think you're right. He he tried to kill five guys. He only killed one, but he tried to kill yeah. five guys with a machete and gasoline and matches or something like that. It's, it's actually kind of grisly, but uh, he he is a bad guy. He Lucas Rapina. He is not a good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking up to this story right now. It was, it was Venezuela. He attacked five five workers because they had stole a gun, or he accused of them of stealing guns. So he uh, tried to injure them with a machete, like he said, and poured gasoline on them. <laughs> right. Uh, and actually, he just last Christmas Eve he got out of prison. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh well. Yeah. But I, so, but I think uh, his major league career is, is over. Uh, yeah, you never. The Yankees might give him a call though. <laughs> well, that's that's true. He could win twenty games for the Yankees. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> somehow, somehow he'll uh, be really good for the Yankees. Uh, no, no reason why we won't, we won't know. We won't ever know why. But yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps up our baseball segment of the uh, the podcast. Anything you want to say about fantasy baseball? As far as players that you wish you had, as far, like. Players that who who weren't drafted that you wish you had on your team. Let's see, Matt Harvey was drafted. I I really do not know he's going to be this good though. I thought I thought maybe he was a year away. You can never really tell when guys are going to break out. Uh, wasn't drafted. Well, I would like Evan Gaddis. He was not drafted. Uh, and I was actually kind of late to that game, which is you know he's on the Braves. I should have known that. Yeah, so kind of fell down. Um. Other players not drafted. I don't know. I think the draft was pretty good. You know, there haven't been too many guys. You know, unlike the first year when we played fantasy baseball when guys were dropping players and just really, really stupid. I shouldn't have been doing it. But this league has gotten a lot more sophisticated. So I can't think of anybody, actually. But I'm sure there are those out there. Who? I mean, who are – can you think of some that you wanted or, or would have liked to have picked up that weren't drafted? That weren't drafted? Uh, maybe Evan Gaddis. I, I do have a whole catcher. Uh, I had been playing A.J. Ellis in, <laughs> as catcher yeah. for a while. And, yeah, he's pretty awful. Um, right now it's Jesus Montero. So, yeah, Gaddis would have been great. I can't really think of anybody either. Uh, you know, Jose Fernandez, I I thought would be really good, but, you know, he's turned out to be kind of mediocre. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody, just a bunch of players that I didn't get to have a chance to bid on because, like I said, I ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> really early in the draft. Um, that's all right. <laughs> It was pretty early on. I think it was within the first hour. <laughs> yeah, what a snafu. Uh, I ran out of money so fast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make for a good story. <laughs> all right. That said, my team is – I still think I, – I didn't like my team after the draft. Right now, I think it's doing all right. 
Yeah, you're a team that's still good. I mean, it's ahead of my team. I think you're in second, right? And I'm in fourth. So, you know, you're doing something, right? Um, yeah, I'm in second right now. I was in first two days ago. I think we should have ended the season at that point. But, uh, <laughs> I, I would um, just like to get out of fourth place purgatory. I've been in fourth place almost the whole season. Uh, well, good to, good to know right now you're actually in fifth place. So. <laughs> oh, really? Goodness. Okay. Well, I, I guess I got my wish, but I want yeah. to move up. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think I'll win this to, this year. I think uh, I don't think my team's going to be good enough, but that's all right. You can't win every year. Uh, but I, I don't win. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joseph. You have you have anything to plug? Anything to plug? Um, nothing really to say. I w- I I will say. To anybody listening who is considering staying in the Washington, D.C. area, to not stay at the Wyndham Hotel on Russell Avenue in Gaithersburg, Maryland, because they try to say that the Continental Breakfast is included, but it isn't, and then they try to charge you separately. And I think that's just poor form. And so as a result, I think nobody should stay here. <laughs> uh, outside of that, it actually is pretty nice, and it's located near a Panda Express, which is very nice. Uh, I've already been there twice. I really like Panda Express, uh, but the whole Continental Breakfast thing really kind of put me off. So I, you know, cannot recommend it. So that's an anti-plug. Okay, well, keep that in mind. If anybody is ever in the in the Maryland D.C. area. Okay, that's it for this week. Well, uh, we'll see you later.